your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Sorry, still got to clear my throat every once in a while. It'll go away. It's only been six weeks. My God. McMonagle here with you at 307. How's everybody doing on this Tuesday morning? Coming off a football game last night. That was one of the better primetime games. Forget Monday night. One of the better primetime games in this year. 34-31 Bengals over the Jaguars. Obviously the big news Besides the fact that uh, Browning played so well as the backup quarterback for the Bengals and threw for 354 yards and four touchdown passes and dominated a game and put the Bengals back in the playoff hunt, believe it or not. Uh, Trevor Lawrence left with a what is being called now a sprained ankle. Hopefully it's not too severe because that would be a devastating. I mean, right now the Bengals had an opportunity. If, uh, excuse me. The ja- Jags had an opportunity if they had won that game to be 9-3 and three and be technically... Uh, via tiebreakers, t- uh, first seed in the AFC, uh, tied with nine and three records with Miami and the Ravens. And so now, not only are they only a game up now of the surging Colts, who won a game in overtime they should have never won against Tennessee and cost me money. That's not here, neither here nor there. But Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts are now only a game back, and without Trevor Lawrence, I know Browning played well, but I'm not so sure how well you are going to see the Jags play with their backup quarterback, and they have to travel to Cleveland next week, who, yes, Joe Flacco's the quarterback there. I mean, it's just backup quarterbacks everywhere you look. But the Browns' defense is legit in their building. It's a different animal. They are a ferocious defense at home. So to go into that game in Cleveland could be a tough spot for any quarterback, let alone a backup quarterback. So the Jags literally were a couple of plays away from being 9-3, and three, the one seed, to being only one game up at 8-4 and four in the division and now having Trevor Lawrence for who knows. I mean, high ankle sprains, four weeks. I know maybe for a quarterback's a little different. We saw, obviously, Patrick Mahomes be able to play with an ankle injury through the playoffs into the Super Bowl. So it's, a, it's probably going to be about t- pain tolerance and what, Trevor Lawrence can deal with, but it's probably going to be a little bit of time, and they're looking at the Browns and the Ravens before they do finish it up a little easier with their last three games of the year, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Titans. So that helps them, and I don't know if anybody trusts necessarily. Forget the one seed now, but no one even, you know, you don't trust the Colts that much, but still only a game up, and these next two weeks, most likely with a backup quarterback to go on the road in Cleveland, which isn't a great team right now, but with Joe Flacco as the quarterback, but that defense is legitimately good at home. And you look at the numbers that this defense puts up in Cleveland, they're the best, you know, they're arguably the best defense in the league when they're playing at home. And then to follow that up with arguably one of the best teams in football, the Ravens, in your building, that's going to be tough to deal with. So on Sunday night, no less, before you do get a couple of easier games at Tampa, home against Carolina, and then finish the season on the road against the Titans. So the landscape of the AFC changed a little bit. We saw backup quarterbacks be successful. And for the Jets, going back to Zach Wilson, apparently the coach isn't ready to make that decision yet. But conflicting reports, I suppose, 
We're hearing from Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt, who cover the team for The Athletic and who are good reporters, and we all believe them, that Zach Wilson is hesitant to play, but yet he went into the coach's office apparently and told him, he's the guy, he's super confident, he knows he's the best guy to lead him forward, when we all know Zach Wilson would rather not play for the Jets. And I have a major problem with it considering how much this team has had his back and how much this coach in particular has bent over backwards to defend him to the point where that's going to be why he gets fired. When he gets fired, everyone's going to say he got fired because of his defense and inability to move on from Zach Wilson. And now he's looking to get back in his, and, and call him again. He doesn't want to play. So we'll see. But does it even matter at 4-8? It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I wouldn't play him. I'd move on. Play Trevor Simeon. Who cares? All right, let's get back to the phones, 877-337-66. We're going to get to the Giants quarterback situation as well as Tyrod Taylor looks like he's going to be available to play on Monday night against the Packers. What do you do? What do you do? Ernie in Bridgeport. What's up, Ernie? Hey, hey C-Mac. I'm a longtime listener. I'm 65 years old. I've been a Jets fan since Joe Namath. And I'm going to disagree with you about sure. Robert Sala. I like Robert Sala, and I think – he, he's doing what he needs to do. He's a little bit like Aaron Boone in this respect. He's sticking up for his quarterback. they got big money invested in him. Yeah. Um, he's a good athlete. In my opinion, um, of course, he doesn't have the best offensive line protecting him. Mm-hmm. But when I watch the Jets play against other teams, like uh, the Eagles with Jalen Hurst or, or um, Buffalo with Josh Allen, it seems to me that um, – Zach's big problem is his pocket presence. He, he he seems to yeah. He panics uh, a lot. He does panic a little and, bit. And, he he and, ends. And, he gives up on plays before they need to be give up on. He takes bad sacks. He's uh, yeah. I mean, pocket presence is a major problem for him. I don't I don't disagree. Right, and I think you know, like I said, Salah's making has to make the best out of the situation it, by put by putting him under the bus in public isn't going to help anything. Well, there's, he's there, doing the yeah. I understand what you're saying, but he's still doing it. I mean, you didn't have to. You can publicly criticize the quarterback. They could have went and got another quarterback to come in and legitimately give him a run at Zach Wilson's job. They could have done a handful of things. He didn't have to be the backup quarterback this year. They have shown time and time and time and time again uh, trust and faith in Zach Wilson. And publicly, this quarter, this coach has defended him at every turn. When the when no matter how no, loud the noise has gotten, no matter how loud the calls and screams for his benching have gotten, this coach stands there and says it's not all his fault. We trust in Zach Wilson. We believe in Zach Wilson. Even when he benches him, he says Zach Wilson's got a bright career. His, his days with the Jets aren't over. Like we still have faith in Zach Wilson. I mean, time and time and time again. Sure. Are you saying that's what's in the best interest of the team? You might be right, but it, he didn't have to do it. And they and for a kid who is now being asked to possibly go back on the field to say no to the guy who's done nothing but defend you publicly, I have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see your, I see your point. Um, whether it's, and, whether and, it's what had to be done or not, he did it. Sure. And as far as backup quarterbacks go, I, I, was, I was wondering, why, why did they let Flacco go? I mean, he's solid. He's past his prime. Yeah. And I was watching well, the highlights, the Cleveland Rams game, and, and Flacco looked pretty good. He, he, he played well to the end of the game. He threw a bad pick. It sure. ended up becoming a blowout, but he played fairly well. Listen, I, I don't know about you used the word keep him. I have no problem with the Jets, and thank you for the call, Ernie. I have no problem with the Jets not going into the season with him. Like, keep, keep him where he should have still been on the roster to start the year? No. They should have either they should have gotten a better option than that, even better than him. Going to him at some point this season, once Rodgers went down, 
that's more plausible to me than keeping him, and especially watching the way the, the team was playing and the way Zach Wilson was playing. Instead of going to a guy, the only addition they made to the team was was uh, obviously Simeon, and they put him on the practice squad for most of the year. Like, they did nothing. And that's part of what I'm – that's part of the reason I'm, I'm confused in Zach's opinion. Like, Zach, they didn't, they didn't question you. They didn't bring in a guy to compete with you. They just gave you the job, man. They just gave you the job. How much could you? How much ill will could you have for this organization? Or how much? You know, is it really fear you're going to get hurt? Like that's it? You're afraid to go play football? Like I just I don't understand it. So yeah, I would have brought in uh, a uh, a Flacco. I would have brought in anyone else. I would have brought in someone else to legitimately compete with him, even if it was. Simeon put him on the team and actually have him compete instead of putting him in the practice squad. Like they did, they did nothing to question this kid. They did, they did nothing but praise him. They did nothing but talk about how much different he is this year. They did nothing but try and get the best out of Zach Wilson and have his back at every turn and do everything they could to make it work with him and to keep him as a part of the Jets and to keep him as a part of their future. That's all they ever tried to do for this kid. Did they go about it the best way? Were they successful? Did they give them the best coaching? Did they give them the best plan? Did they go about on the field with a good offensive line and good offensive weapons and give them a real chance to win? No, ultimately they failed him there. That is true. They failed him there. They failed their, they failed their defense there. They failed the organization and the fan base that way. But to not want to play, to me, you must be personally wrong. And in no way, shape, or form has Zach Wilson been personally wronged. I don't care how many times he's been benched. He was benched last year because the team demanded it. Salah knew he was going to lose the team unless he did it. So I'm sorry. I, I think I think Zach Wilson's being selfish if he doesn't want to go out there and play. For this team and this organization that's had nothing but have his back, yeah, you're in a losing situation. Join the rest of the NFL, pal. You think you're alone? You think you're alone? Mac Jones stinks. You think Mac Jones is in a good situation right now with the weapons they have and the injuries they have on defense? You think Zach? You think Mac Jones is in a good place in New England? Is as crazy as that sounds, but the roster they have at the moment. You think he was in a good place when when Joe Judge and a defensive coordinator were his offensive coordinator last year? You think he was put in the best possible terms? Do you think he was given the best chance to succeed when a failed defensive coordinator and head coach and two failed head coaches who don't coach offense are his offensive coordinators? Do you think do you think that put him in the best position to grow as a quarterback? I don't hear him saying no, I don't want to play. There's a, there's tons of teams that that lose. Tons. I don't think Daniel Jones has been put in the best position possible. What does he say? Daniel Jones, who signs a $40 million contract to be the guy, to be the franchise, and then he's injured and things don't go well and the offensive line's a sieve and he gets his neck, he gets beat up to the point his neck gets injured, he tears his ACL, he's asked the question about how the Giants are talking about drafting a quarterback and his response is, well, listen, I got to be better. But no, Zach Wilson can't play. Stewart in Brooklyn, what's up, Stupot? 
Man, you hit it right on the head. As I don't. I, I typically do that. Yeah, because you want to know what Zach Wilson. How much ingrate? How ungrateful is he? See again. Now, I don't want to go. As, I, I've I've purposely not gone as far as ungrateful. Well, because, I think but I but I do. Th- I mean, on some level, I, that's kind of what I'm hinting at, especially at this coach. This coach yeah, has done they, everything they, possible Robert for him. Tyler has defended him to no end. No end. Every press conference, he backed him. He backed him so so far, and he's putting he's putting his job on the line. And like you said, when he gets bad, he only has one person to blame: Zach Wilson. Yeah. I right, listen. I it. agree. You want to know something, C Mac? <laughs> it's enough already. It's enough with these. He he's like acting like a spoiled. Kid, a spoiled kid. Yeah. You took away this. You took away that. You know what? They didn't go at it. They didn't put a good offensive line, and they didn't get weapons. And they had, the they had injuries, and Lazard yeah. ended up being an absolute bust. And thank you for the call, Stu Pot. Again, hundred percent agree. On the field, they did not put him in the best possible light. No, that, but you know what? That happens. That's the NFL. The Jets didn't do it on purpose. Like that's part of it. A better quarterback would have been able to succeed under those circumstances, but I get it. It's not easy. He wasn't put in the best circumstances. But to not want to go out there and play when this organization has had your back at every turn. Howard in Forest Hills. What's up, Howard? Yeah, hi. We're talking about movies with child actors. Uh, sure. My favorite is uh, Paper Moon with uh, Tatum O'Neill. Okay. I, yeah. I remember it. I, I know the movie a little bit, but that was kind of... Was that kind of it, or no? Did she she became an actress later on in her life, right? Yeah, I think I might be wrong, but I think she might have won Best Academy Award. I think for she might have. Actress. Yeah, I think she might have. Yeah, and uh, I really loved that movie a lot. I thought well, it was very I, well done. I understand that, but it's not it's not it's not an iconic Christmas movie we all watch. Oh every no, single no, year. no, yeah. it's not a Christmas movie. Not not by any or means. Or just iconic in general. Like it's a it's a it's a it's a good movie. I think you're right. I, I'm not 100 percent positive, but I do think she was at least nominated. For an Academy Award, but um, no, it's not a Christmas movie. But no. as far as child actors yeah. go, that's a that's great my performance. Favorite. Yeah, I mean, listen, you could go to yeah. uh, Taxi Driver and Jodie Foster. I mm-hmm. mean, she was young in that movie, uh, yeah. but I wouldn't consider Jodie Foster a child actor. Like, a, a, as great as she might have been, I'm not sure how sh- sure she young how young she was in Taxi Driver, but um, she had to be I don't know 14, 15, uh, older than older than um, Macaulay Culkin was in Home Alone. But they're just iconic movies. I was surprised that he had. I'm surprised he was. That he's just now getting his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm just. I'm surprised it happened just now. And then I'm I, like, oh, and his mom came. What a nice story. I'm mean, like, what? It took 30 years to get Mc, Kevin Kevin McAllister. It's an iconic character. Like, I don't care what he's been in since or after. Like, I don't care. Dewey in Alabama. What's up, Dewey? Listening on the uh, Odyssey app. What's up? Hey, listen, I I just was watching like the Jordan Love the last couple of games, and you see how he progressed. And my, my feeling was this was what obviously was supposed to happen with Zach Wilson mm-hmm. sitting a couple of years under Rodgers. Yes. And, you know, the whole thing blew up. Totally true. And, yeah, the Jets, the Jets are definitely at fault for not getting a season pro yep. uh, in because Zach wasn't ready. For it. And then, you know, the, that plus the fact that the offensive line has just been horrible. I don't even know if Rodgers would have survived the year anyway with this, with this, with this offensive line. It's just atrocious. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, right now it is. Uh, the injuries happen. But you got to remember, again, 
Like, and I, who's to say the injuries still would happen? I'm sure they would have. I can't say they wouldn't have. And mm-hmm. right now it'd be, right. but Aaron Rodgers has the ability. He knows, like, he even said yeah. himself, like, when asked about, would you be concerned about the offensive line? He's like, well, you know, a little bit, but not really, because but, he's he knows how to get rid of the football. He knows yeah, that but, he can't take the but, sacks on some level, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, he would have to move but the ball the quickly. But is the situation salvageable where they could keep Zach? Or you think these guys no. are all in that? I don't, no, I don't. Why would you want to keep Zach? Like, I don't understand why. The, the, it's no longer. Oh, and it sucks because yeah. I do agree that there was a plan that might have. I, I don't know if Zach Wilson would have ever been good enough. I don't know. But he got. Yeah, that's he the was, whole thing. Listen, so nobody really is it fair? Right. Is it? And here's the other thing. I'll be. I, I have my take. And thank you, Dewey. I have my take about how he's acting. And that's fine. But I'll be fair. The idea that he was told he wasn't going to play and then thrusted right into a starting situation four snaps in was probably a little unfair to him. That's pro- I mean, uh, you, you're told he's not going to start. I think he relished the idea of not starting, quite honestly. I think he was looking forward to learning under uh, Aaron Rodgers and to take some time off from being the starter of the Jets and take some time off from this, you know, roller coaster that is the media and the losing and everything else that comes with being the Jets starting quarterback, uh, at least for him. And I think he relished that idea and then poof, thrusted right into it. But then he's given a chance to play. Like ultimately, whether, you know, whether that was what's best for him or not, they gave him a chance to play and they never disrespected him and they never brought in anybody else to supplant him. They never embarrassed him. Like all they did was, was back him up. It's all they did. Now, if he's lit, if his if his thought process is literally I don't want to get hurt, or I don't think you know I don't know if he's lost all confidence. Sal is saying he doesn't. He 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 went into the office and said he's the guy, so he believes he's a very confident player. So if he's confident in himself and he believes he's the best option for this team, then the only reason why he wouldn't want to play is because he's upset with the organization for benching him, or he's he's genuinely concerned about getting hurt. The way Sala referenced. Kids who don't play in their bowl games because they're afraid of getting hurt for their NFL draft. What what is he afraid of? He's under contract next year. Right? He's gonna get paid. They won't pick up his fifth year option, but he's under contract no matter what they do with him. I'm not sure what's guaranteed or not, but he's been paid his guaranteed money. He's a second overall pick. What's gonna happen where I mean, what what kind of devastating injury is gonna have where he he's he's not gonna be able to continue his NFL career? I mean, it's always possible every time you step on the field. That's why I don't begrudge these guys trying to make money and holding out. If you're a great player, go get your money. Because at any moment this thing ends and they don't guarantee you enough money. It's not like baseball. These contracts aren't guaranteed. But I'm I'm sorry. Zach Wilson doesn't want to play because he's, he's, he's annoyed at how he's been handled. And while on the field he's got some validity to it, this coach deserves his respect. And this coach deserves to not be have to go into a press conference and ask questions about how you don't want to play and then have to get up there and either tell a story or you know embellish a story or help you get through this because you're going to look terrible. A player who refuses to play looks terrible publicly. It's a bad PR move. And I don't know what you know you're afraid of getting injured and hurting your stock moving forward. How about a player who doesn't want to play? You think that's you think other GMs and other franchises are going to look kindly on that and go, well, hey, it's the Jets. I wouldn't want to play for them either. Come with a team. I know that you're good. Come with a good franchise. I don't know. I don't know. None of it makes sense. And honestly, that's my, my main thing is the coach. 
because we have literally talked about how Salah is going to get fired for the way he for the way he blatantly, blindly sometimes supports Zach Wilson. Like that's literally a conversation about how on his Jets metaphorical tombstone it's going to say Zach Wilson defender. Like and and whether it's coming from on high or not, you know, Joe Beningo comes out today and says he doesn't believe it's true. He's pleading the fifth with Michael Kay. He's up there being disingenuous about you. He's up there telling falsehoods and doing everything he can to protect you and defend you and talk you up. And it might get him fired. And for that coach, you can't go play? I'm sorry, that's absurd. That guy, that guy alone, forget everything else. Forget Hackett, forget the offensive line, forget the scheme, forget how you might not have been put in the best uh, light and had, had an offense set to your skill set and everything else that you might have a gripe with with the organization. That coach alone deserves your respect, and that coach deserves for you to play for him. And I have a major problem with any player just refusing to play, and especially someone who has zero cachet, who's been terrible, who was benched for the right reasons at every turn and given multiple opportunities to get his job back. He's got, I'm sorry, he's got nerve to say, I don't want to play. He's got some nerve. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So to go along with all the Jets quarterback issues, the Giants apparently have a little bit of an issue as well. As Tyrod Taylor is returning from injury, back with the team, and so the question is: Monday night, who starts against the now surging Green Bay Packers, who obviously just beat the. Chiefs and Love is playing out of his mind. I hate when I get that. Notifications, front door. It's just, you know, cat walking by, but I get nervous. It's the middle of the night getting front door notifications. Anywho's the Giants. <laughs> the Giants, what do they do? Who should they start? Well, you got you gotta keep with DeVito, right? I mean, come on. How do you not play DeVito? Well, here's the question, Giant fans. I this is more of a question for you because I don't know. What the Giants are going to do, I think they're going to stick with DeVito. And for me, that's the right thing. We know what Tyrod Taylor is. Tyrod Taylor is a more than capable, one of the best backups in the league. Uh, He is a capable quarterback. He's been in this league for a long time. He's been a starter. He's been a winning quarterback. Uh, I, I think Tyrod Taylor is a fine quarterback and an excellent backup. But we know what he is. We're not going to find anything out about him. DeVito could end up being a suitable backup as well. And that could be a cheaper way to have your backup quarterback. Or he could be maybe more than that. I doubt it, but I want to see. It's been a story. The team's rallied around it. The fan base loves it. I think it'd be silly. He's thrown touchdown passes, and namely he's won the last two games. So for me, and I think most people agree, I would, be, I, I would think most people agree that you should go to DeVito. But here's the question I have for Giant fans who were so, ver- who were so very, very angry with me that I wanted to lose games or that I was part of the tank committee where I think the Giants would be better off drafting a Drake May or a top-level quarterback, and I want the best chance to do that. I want this GM and this coach to have the best chance to have their guy, the quarterback they believe in for the future of this team. And I still, and, and I still, in some ways, although I'm past that idea now because they're not going to get a top-top pick, they're not going to get Drake May, but in many ways they're, they're, they benefit from losing a little bit. 
in my opinion. So I know most of you hate that idea, and most of you want to root for the Giants, but here's the question. How badly do you want them to win? Because I think it's a very hard case to make, despite the fact they've won the last two games. And I guess recency bias would be your only point. Because there's no argument who's a more proven quarterback. There's no argument, really, who pro- who gives you the better chance to win. The more, you know, the more stable quarterback, the more less likely to go out there and have an absolute dud. The more guy who's less likely to throw an interception, more likely to keep you in the game, more likely to make plays, more likely not to have a typical rookie bad game is Tyrod Taylor. So if you're one of these Giant fans who scoffed at me and yelled at me and said, how could anybody want to lose? It's about winning. I want to win. You got to build a winning culture. You got to you know do all these things. Well, then I don't see how you can make both statements. How could you say it's all about winning and then tell me, oh, no, but I got to play DeVito? Because they've won the last two games? Is that it? You're really going to tell me you know? Like, right now, what's the ceiling? I suppose there's a chance that the ceiling could be as high with DeVito as Taylor, but we know who's got the higher floor. There's no doubt about it. Tyrod Taylor is an NFL quarterback. He belongs in this league. We have no idea. He'll be in this league next year. He'll be in this league the year after that if he wants to be. I have no idea what Tommy DeVito's going to be. Tommy DeVito could be out of the NFL next season. We have no idea. It's a nice little story. I like it. I see that it, I think personally it should continue just to see what DeVito is. But if you're one of these Giant fans where it's all about winning, it's about winning and breeding a winning culture, it's about, hey, at 4-8, and eight, we're still not out of this thing. And if we beat Green Bay, well, ho, ho. That's a big step in the right direction. we got to go out and win this game. Well, if you want to win this game desperately, then you should think about who you want as the quarterback. And if you want DeVito, you should think about what kind of fan you are. And the next time you throw stones, realize you live in a glass house, my friend. You live in a glass house. That's all I wanted to say on that. That's it. Recognize what you want. Because if you want to take a look at 4-8, and eight, that's sensible. If you want to see what DeVito is to see, hey, maybe you found lightning in a bottle. Maybe this kid's great. At 4-8, and eight, what a better time to do it. Right. But if you give me, give me this crap about building a winning culture and everything's about winning and you got to go out there and win, what quarterback is more stable? What quarterback probably gives you the better chance to win? What quarterback's won more games in this league? What quarterback really began the turnaround? Of this team. Think about it. I just want you to think about it. Give me a call. 877-337-6666. Like Dan and Belmar. He gave me a call. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's up, C-Matt? What's up, buddy? And I'm much. Uh, I disagree with your point on the Giants there. I think, uh, you know, the, the team's rallying around. You know, the Giants aren't any good. The Jets aren't any good. I get it. But mm-hmm. listen, the team's rallying around. DeVito and what he's been able to do the past couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, you ride, you ride the hot hand, you see what he's got. Worst comes to worst, you know, I don't know how long Tyrod's under contract for, but worst comes to worst, you, you see you have a, you know, a functioning to- backup. Totally agree. What- totally agree. I'm just telling you, let me ask you a question. Honestly, you want to tell me they have to win this game tomorrow for your life. Who are you starting? 
I would start DeVito, honestly. Okay. I, mean, I don't I don't know how I don't know what you've seen other than they beat a couple of lousy teams. He uh, you know, I mean, he's been a uh, a consistent player in this league. He's won games, he's been a starting quarterback. DeVito's a nice little story at a subway at, at a sandwich shop and I I mean, they rallied around Tyrod Taylor too. They played their best football. They almost beat the Bills. This team rallied after being dead in the water. When 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 Daniel Jones went down, they rallied around uh, around Tyrod Taylor. Listen, I, I understand your point. It seems like you're picking the ex- Rod Taylor over you know the flesh in the pan of Tommy DeVito, um, which I, I you know there's some something being said to being no. See, know, listen, me and you. I'm years. just curious the thought of a, the Giant fan. I I, I, I agree with you. I want to play DeVito, but it's because winning is not necessarily the most important thing to me. You're right. There's value in seeing what DeVito can be. There's value in the idea of him being a cheap backup quarterback or someone we've seen who maybe you build up value in a myriad of ways and get a draft pick for or whatever. Like, it's worth it to see what DeVito is. I want to play DeVito. The question is... If you're a Giant fan who yelled at me all the last two weeks and told me winning is the only thing we care about, then if winning is the only thing you care about, it's hard to make the statement you'd rather play DeVito. DeVito's about seeing what he is and continuing the story, and maybe this is something special. It's not about, I know for a fact he gives me the best chance to win, because that's hard against a proven veteran in Tyrod Taylor. I get that. Listen, this Monday game coming up against the Packers is going to be hard in itself with yeah. Jordan Love throwing the ball the way he's been throwing the ball. Um, yep. um, but that being said, you know, as far as their skills, you know, they're, what makes them good quarterbacks or decent quarterbacks, DeVito and Tyrod Taylor, I think their skill sets are almost very similar. You know, obviously Tyrod's been doing it for, you know, X amount of years longer and has the experience right. of reading different defenses and different playbooks and kind of knows what more to expect and, you know, won't get caught in the moment. But if you're really giving an edge, does Tyrod, you know, have an edge? You're probably right. Just be based on experience, mm-hmm. but you can't discount what uh, DeVito brings to the team and the morale that he's, you know, had the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think winning has brought it and uh, not necessarily him and he's played well enough to win the games. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and it's a fun, it's a fun story. But and I think it should continue. But I'm just curious at where Giant fans are because if you think that you still have a chance at four and eight, right? If you think that right now, and let me just get the standings up to make sure I'm hundred percent accurate with what I say. So if you think right now at four and eight and currently sitting in the why is this not give me the playoffs? Thank you. Currently sitting 12th overall at 4 and 8. So you'd have to jump the Saints that are 5 and 7, the Bucks that are 5 and 7, Seattle, Rams, Green Bay, and Minnesota all at 6 and 6. So you're two games out of a playoff spot. Two games out. Uh the Rams are surging. Uh the Seahawks, although they played a great game against Dallas on Thursday night, have not played well recently. Uh, have been losing the Bucks. I don't necessarily trust, and the Saints. I certainly don't trust with that quarterback situation. So, if you want to win some games, including Green Bay, who currently sits in the seventh uh, playoff position, if you still believe there's a chance, do you think you should play the quarterback that gives you the best chance to win? And if so, is that not Tyrod Taylor? Honestly, is it not Tyrod Taylor, a man who has thrown for three thousand yards in this league? A guy who has won games? 
a guy who has a 500 career record, has won 27 ball games in the NFL, has thrown 62 touchdown passes to 26 interceptions. I'm not saying he's a world beater. And I, I would play him. I would play DeVito. But it's not because I need to win the game. If I need to win the game, I think you play Taylor. And I'm and I'm curious for all the Giant fans who hate the idea of tanking and think they still have a chance and it's all about winning and building a culture. Well, why don't you go back to the guy who was your designated backup, who was playing fairly well. I mean, he didn't play well against the Jets, but neither did DeVito. Wasn't even allowed to throw the football. He didn't play well against the Cowboys either. He's played well the last two weeks against lousy teams. And let's be honest, he scored 10 points against New England. 10 points. All, both scores, the field goal and a touchdown, off of turnovers against the lousy New England Patriots. And he managed to score some points against the, the terrible um, Washington Commanders, who the Giants have owned even at their lowest points of this terrible six-year, seven-year stretch. Adam in center reach. What's up, Adam? How are you doing today? Good. How are you, buddy? Very well. The, the whole story with the DeVito, uh, it's a nice story. And as a longtime Giant fan, it's the real, the realistic picture of them making any kind of playoff run, it's not great. I'd rather see the DeVito story, see where it goes, gives this kid a shot. It's giving the Giant fans kind of a little excitement. Yes, the winning helps. But i like to see if they give this kid a shot, see what he's made of. Hey, you never know what this kid can all of a sudden become. Right. Tyron Taylor, yeah, he's a proven commodity. But I really do think that giving this kid a shot, listen, let him go. Right. At four and eight, what, what are we really doing at four and eight? Well, that's you know, that's chance? that's what I'm talking about. That's that's what I that's what I'm I, I that's what I'm trying to make my point on. Because if you honestly, if you had to win the game, if they won this game, they would make the playoffs. What quarterback would you start? I mean, obviously, you're going to go with the, the veteran. I mean, he's right. got the uh, background, he's got the history, right? But. So- uh, so are, we, are, we really getting, are we really getting there? No, I, I completely agree, and that's why I think that I still think in some ways they're better off losing. And I'm just I'm I'm just making a point because so many Giant fans were so upset, and it's all about winning and building a winning culture and go win the game and win the game, win the game. And yet, once a story comes along, or once a guy they like comes along, or once something you know, then all of a sudden, well, I mean, are we really going anywhere? Let's just let's have Devito, and I want to keep the the good feels going. I want to see what Devito could be. What if he's special? Uh, you know. See, now it's about finding the future quarterback. Now, now it's suddenly the same thing I'm looking for. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the future quarterback, and that's what, that's what if you want to watch Danny DeVito, uh, Danny DeVito, I knew what I'd say. If you want to watch Timmy, uh, Tommy DeVito play, it's about finding something special. It's not about winning this football game. It's not. It's not about winning the football game. It's not. That's my point. It's not about winning the football game. All of you Giants need to win in culture. Win games. It's about winning games. I don't care if they're 4-8. and eight. They still have a chance at the playoffs. It's about winning football games. Until, of course, DeVito comes along. He makes you feel good. They have the Italian stuff. Suddenly, they're a little bit of a story. Okay, now let's see what he is. I mean, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Chris. Tyrod Taylor probably gives us a better chance to win the game. But ultimately, I want to see DeVito. Frauds! Where's Jerry? Is he in here yet? Frauds! E. Frank and Astoria. What's up, E. Frank? Yes, what, what's up, C-Mac? Thanks for taking my phone call. What's up, buddy? How are uh, you? I would just like to say, um, now that the Jets are in uh, the basement with four and eight, what do you see for um, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, 
and what Woody Johnson is going to do because uh, I think that we've come to a point, an extreme point in Jets history where they can't really figure out what to do with, uh, at all. They don't have any gas in their gas tank no more. And Robert Sala has been trying to be a good coach, but now the Jets fans are turning on him. And you know when that happens, it indicates quite clearly that they're going to fire the Jets coach at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, if they lose, if they lose out the rest of the year, it's going to be very difficult to keep them. I, I, I do understand that process, but I'm telling you, I do not think they're firing them. I think they'll find a way to win a game or something. I don't know, but I mean, it's very hard to keep them. But here's what I think: I think he's been told from up on high to play the quarterback and shut his mouth. That's what I think, and I think that's what he's done. And I think Aaron Rodgers still believes in him, and Aaron Rodgers clearly still believes in Hackett. And I think they've never got a chance to implement the plan. The plan went up in smoke four plays in, and ultimately they're going to tell themselves, well, listen, this season was doomed the minute that happened. All we could do is try and stock up for next year. And that's why, again, I'll say it again, I don't believe they're going to draft a quarterback. I don't. I heard Evan today say that would be my line in the sand. I I have to put my arm around Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, look, um, we, we, we're in a position to draft a young, great quarterback for our future. We have to do it. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to take this premium draft pick and help the roster next year to go win. When you're all in, you're all in. That's what all in means. That's what all in, that's what all in means. They're all in for next year. Did you ever see Saving Silverman? Doesn't one and only mean one and only? Yes, All in means all in. One and only is one and only. And Aaron Rodgers is the one and only quarterback that the Jets have in mind for next year. And they are going to take that premium pick and they are going to put it in a player that will help them next year, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's the tight end out of Georgia, whether it's an offensive lineman, whatever the case may be, they are going to try and improve this team. They are not going to look for the future. I, I really don't think so. I don't think they're firing the coach. I don't think they're drafting for the future. They're going to either, dra- they're going to either trade back and get more picks, or they're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., or they're going to take a player who helps this team this year. I, I really firmly believe that. I could be wrong because it is too it is very tempting to draft if they if they lose out and win four games this year and they have the second overall pick, it is it's very enticing to draft May or to draft Williams if he falls there or whatever the case may be. It's very enticing to draft one of those two quarterbacks. So I mean I, I suppose that's plausible, but ultimately Aaron Rodgers runs the show. You think you think Aaron Rodgers is going to sit by and allow you to draft the future when he won't let you fire the coach, he won't let you fire the coordinator, you've made every decision, he's decided who the backup quarterbacks are, he's decided all of this. He's worked his ass off to get back healthy and do something no one's ever done and recover from this injury as fast as he possibly could to try and help this team. He's gone all in, he restructured his money, he's done everything he's could for this team. And you think now he's going to say, yeah, sure, take this premium draft pick. And instead of helping this team this year win the Super Bowl, which is what we engaged in, me and you, me and you, Woody, We said we're going to work together to win a championship over the next two or three years, and you're going to take this premium pick that could help us in that endeavor, and you're going to put it towards the future and draft my replacement? No, no, no. That's probably part of the reason they kept Zach around, because that was the idea. They could have the replacement. They could have their cake and eat it too. And instead, someone put a shiv in the cake. 
But I'm telling you, I find it very hard to believe they're going to turn around and tell Aaron Rodgers, yay. Listen, we're going to have a great year next year. I know it. You're healthy. You're doing things no one's ever done. I can't wait to see you out there actually playing. It's going to be great. Cannot wait for it. We're going to be uh, everything we ever hoped for. Look how great this defense was. It's going to be great. Us together. Our, the plan is going to work great. But let me just uh, run something by you real quick. Come here. Um, I have an opportunity to draft one of the great wide receivers to ever come out of the draft. Obviously, the lineage. I mean, he's Marvin Harrison Jr., but I'm going to pass on that, and I'm going to draft your replacement because I do have a future after you. you got to understand, right? Yeah. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will be great with that. It really worked out well when they drafted Love in Green Bay. Now, did it work out for the Packers? Yeah, sure. And would it work out for the Jets? Maybe. But they're all in on these two years, and they are not telling Aaron Rodgers they're taking a premium pick and and not giving him a weapon after years in Green Bay where they never drafted an offensive weapon. Like, ever. Ever with their first pick. Ever. He's going to sit here and watch his replacement get drafted? Ain't no way. Find it hard to believe. Ryan and Randolph. What's up, Ryan? Hi, Ryan. You got to listen to your phone and not your radio. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you? Good, good. Good, Yeah, I just wanted to call uh, about the Giants. Please do. What are you thinking? You think they're going to go with... uh... You know, the backup. The I think they're going to go with DeVito. I would I would be surprised if they don't go with DeVito. I think going with DeVito is the right thing. They should go with DeVito. He's playing He's playing well. They have won some games. But ultimately, it's about seeing what DeVito is. We know what Tyrod Taylor is. It's about seeing if they can find a cheaper quarterback. Then they're going to have to have a legitimate guy in the room, right? The The GM has already come out and talk about, talked about when asked about drafting a quarterback during his bi-week press conference. He did say that... Maybe they would, but ultimately said we're going to have to do something at the quarterback position because Tyrod Taylor's contract's up and Daniel Jones might not be ready to open the week. So they're going to open the season, excuse me. So they're going to have to do something. And if they could find that DeVito could be their backup, a non, uh, you know, an undrafted free agent who's making league minimum, like if you could have that yeah. as your backup as opposed to going out and have to pay a Tyrod Taylor or a Gardner yeah. Minshew or whomever else to make sure you have a legitimate backup. Like, you play him down the stretch and you see what he is. 100%, I think that's what the Giants are going to do. It's, it's what makes the most sense. Yeah, you got nothing to lose, you, got, you know. And... See, but that's that, – my only – I just wanted to – you know, maybe I'm being selfish here. I wanted to go back at the Giant fans who seem to only give me this hard time about winning and winning culture. Suddenly, when you have a nice little story, you have a guy you like, he's got the hand gestures, Boomer and Gio are making the funny videos. Like, it's a nice little story. It's great. What a wonderful thing this is. Let's see what Dan. Let's see what I can't stop saying. Danny, I'm I'm gonna lose it. Let's see what Tommy DeVito is. It's gonna be great. Suddenly, winning takes a back seat because you can't tell me that Tyrod Taylor doesn't give you the best chance to win. Now, I think that's the right thing to do. Stick with DeVito, but I just want you to know that you know you're not as far away from the tanker as you think you are. You think you stand there on your high horse. You probably sit on your high horse, not stand on your high horse. But there you are on your high horse, however you got there. And you're looking down at poor me going, what kind of giant fan thinks they should lose? What kind of giant fan doesn't put winning above all else? You. You do. You're putting the story of Tommy DeVito above winning. How do you feel about that? Huh? You, you hypocrite. 877-337-337. 66-66. Look at me settling scores. That's what I do. All right, we'll come back. One hour left. 
Let's go. 877-337-6666. One more hour. Continue to take your phone calls. I wish I had baseball to talk about. I got a guy on Twitter who put an over-under on Juan Soto, so I want him to hit the under. Yeah, son of a... It's Juan Soto. It's a big story. Waiting on it. Waiting on it to happen. We'll see. It looks like, and we'll talk about it maybe a little bit at the course of the 4 o'clock hour, but mainly take your phone calls on the football and the quarterback positions. But it sounds like this this is going to be a dud winter meetings because we're all waiting for the great Shohei Otani. Yamamoto's the other one. Those are the two prime free agents this year, and neither of them are in any rush to sign. It sounds like Yamamoto is going to start meeting with teams after the winter meetings, and Otani, who knows? It could be tomorrow. It could be in January. Uh, we, 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 we hear neither hide nor hair of him. We have no idea what's going on with him. So is he meeting with Toronto? Is he is, is suddenly the Braves a team? Like, nobody knows anything. So until those two pieces fall, the, the rest of the contracts are waiting for them. You know, they're all waiting. Snell, whomever, Montgomery, they're all waiting for the Yamamoto chip to fall. Say, Otani's the big piece. you got to wait for him before all these other moves, and neither of them seem to be in any kind of rush. So they all went down to Tennessee for no reason. I hope they like live music and hot chicken because that's the only thing they're getting. I would love some hot chicken right now. I've never had it. Have you ever had the hot chicken in uh, Tennessee? No, I've no. never been, nor could I eat that stuff anyway. I could barely digest water. You think I'm really? eating hot chicken? Yeah, no, I can't Which, by the way, someone tweeted at me. Do you know who has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Hmm. Bugs Bunny. Well, see, now, that's Bugs many, many years Bunny. of giving, you know, Bugs, laughter. Bugs Bunny. And the companionship. You can't, and... you can't have Macaulay Culkin on there? Nonsense. I didn't say you couldn't have yeah, him. Yeah, you did. 877-337. Marco doesn't think Macaulay Culkin deserves to have a star in the Walk of Fame. He said it. Go back and listen. Eight seven seven three. Bugs is on what? Every Saturday morning where you live? I don't, no, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Saturday cartoons are unfortunate. I wish my kids were into the Bugs Bunny cartoons. I'm watching, right. you know. Because Bugs was, I mean, that was in the 50s, right? That's not too early. No. Yeah, so right. 50s, 60s, but yeah. you, we so all like watched they, them. Yeah, but they were, there's a new episodes where you are now. No. No? Oh, those are new. I'm just getting them. Yeah. Yeah. I just got this new album, Purple Rain. It's tremendous. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on The Fan. We'll be right back.